Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to another fun bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. Fun. We're, we're still on hiatus. Woo. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we're gone. We're not gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not not gone and not forgotten. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So we're going to get into some more clips. That's right. Today. And who are you? Who's talking right now? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Latara. And I'm Laura. And this is... Passions Podcast. Man, I'm regressing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our first clip. Okay. Of each other. Yeah. So they're in that cell, and remember the the picture had fallen out of Jean-Luc with the <laughs> inscription, I love you forever, my darling. Yeah. And Do you think Mimi had an identical picture? I love you forever, may- my darling. <laughs> how many? How many women had that photograph? <laughs> With, I love you forever, my darling, Jean-Luc. How many women had that fucking know. picture? So Louis says to Sheridan, oh, is that your boyfriend? What's this? Who's this guy? Ho, ho, ho. And Sheridan's <laughs> like, I'll show you what this guy means to me. And she rips up the picture. I loved it. He means nothing to me. <laughs> and you need to get out of my life. I loved it. <laughs> so childish. So overdramatic. I mean, to rip a picture in half. I don't know. That to me is just, I, you know what? I don't know. When I was in elementary school, I got bullied, like kind of heavy. And because I was smaller than all the other kids, I was younger than all the other kids. I started school a year early. Mm -hmm. So I got bullied pretty badly. One time a boy like threw a big rock and it hit (gasps) me in my head and I like have, I have a scar still. Like it like gashed me open and I was like bleeding. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. I got bullied really bad in, in elementary school. Anyway, oh so in my pictures in like sixth grade, I think I was looking at pictures from like fifth grade, from like kindergarten through fifth grade that my mom had like gotten developed. And so I was looking through all the old pictures. I was putting together the photo album and I started like scratching people's faces out of the pictures. Mm. It's like, <laughs> and so there's still like pictures where I'm like, that's Quatisha Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> I just used her full name. Fuck her. <laughs> she just called you out. You know what? I'm sure she's great now. Miss <laughs> Bentley. We were children, but I could. Oh, she was so mean to me. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, so she was mean to me. So I scratched her out of the pictures. There you go. And so I get the. The emotion of ripping up that picture. I didn't rip mine up because I was cute in my picture. But if it was just a picture of Quatisha, I probably just burned it. <laughs> You're escalating just like Teresa. Whatever. <laughs> Teresa's my hero right Scratching now. Scratching it so. out, ripping it up, burning it. That's, a, that's actually a compliment to me. It, anyway. <laughs> You're really acting like Teresa. Thank you. You're welcome. There's something about Teresa. There, oh, it's such a good line. <laughs> There's something about Teresa. Oh, good. I stand by what I said. Fuck Quatisha Bentley. All right. All right. That's all I got to say about that clip. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Latara? You're really acting like Teresa. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Moving on. Mrs. Grace again by a second. By a split second. And it's like, you know, I really have to get going. My mom is worried. I don't know. It was weird. And then Miguel's like, <laughs> unless we find your... Your mother's twin sister today. Today. Then it's going to be goodbye forever. And so then he, like, convinces Charity that the best way to, to find, find her, her mother's, mother's long-lost twin, twin sister is to come to Pilar's birthday party <laughs> so that she can meet all of the adults in the, in their, like, friend circle and describe her mother and ask if they know if anyone in Harmony fits that description. It's absurd because... What I mean, would wow. make her think <laughs> that her mother's long-lost twin is in harmony of all right. places? Of all in the entire world. Why are you looking in harmony? I it's do, do they have a clue? It's such a flimsy excuse. It's clear that they just want to spend time together and they're grasping at straws and this is like weird teenage logic of making it all work. Maybe she's in harmony. What I mean, she is, but why would you leap? What? How do why you get you to that conclusion? How do you get to that conclusion? Especially considering Charity and her mother have been moving all over the country and have been running away from something. I mean, from I assume from coast to coast, you know. Yeah. I also stand by that commentary. <laughs> the beauty of teenage logic. I also stand by that. It didn't make any sense at all. Again, 
they were right. Right. <laughs> They're not wrong, but but it just didn't make any sense. What a leap. Yeah. Nah. That, again, it's one of those things where the writers are like, we got to get them from point A to point B. Does this make the, the most sense? No, but we have no other... Um, uh, We're not going to put any work into it. Um, there's a, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Whatever. We can't. We can't, There's no other route. Yeah. Or, we, or we don't want to work to find another exactly. route. That's really what it is. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. So then they do this dance that is not a samba. Nope. They listen to this music that is not samba nope. music. It is all wrong. And Reese has on a sombrero. It's right. all wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's all so weird. It's all very wrong. Oh, it's so wrong. <laughs> it's such a mess. Yeah, like Latin rhythms are very specific to the style of music. It and, wasn't even a and Latin. it wasn't even a Latin. Exactly. It was like... It was like big band, is what it was. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't it even was. Latin. It was a, it was a fucking big band. It wasn't even jazz fusion. No. It wasn't even like Latin fusion. No. It was, it was not Latin. Yeah, like, it certainly was not a samba. No, and these, <laughs> these are things about which we know. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, I, I, the it, whole, I was just sitting there, I was just like. Uh, cringing. I was cringing the entire time. I was like, "This is so awful." Yeah. I just anyway, we have gotten way off. But ah. any excuse, any excuse to use my music degree, <laughs> like any excuse. Cultural misappropriation. Oh my god, that's eh, Latin, I guess. But it wasn't even Latin. Yeah, right. They're like, "Oh, there's a trumpet in there that makes it Latin." <laughs> like, no, that's wrong. Oh, and again, Reese was in a sombrero. Fucking Reese. I love Reese. They put him in the worst costumes. Yeah, they do. His clothes on this show, that sombrero. Ugh. Oh, Lord. What a mess. Let's go to the next clip. <laughs> well, the one thing that we do need to say is that Faith is worried because Charity has not come home. That's so she's the lost episode. track of time. So she calls the phone number um, and gets a hold of Grace. And the first thing she says is, Charity's in danger. Like, that's the, that's the yeah. first thing that she does when yeah, wait, Grace wait, wait, Let's, let's the phone. act this out. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Charity's in danger! Um, I'm sorry, I don't know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so they have a conversation about Charity being in danger, and Grace goes, oh my goodness, like, did somebody call you and tell you she was in danger? That seems unlikely, she just left. Faith in hysterics is one of my favorite things. Oh, the lack of phone etiquette. The, <laughs> I mean, no hello, no this is who I am. Just like, Charity's in danger, not... My daughter, Charity's in danger. Nothing. Just Charity's in danger. Yelling it. Screaming. Yeah. <gasps> Charity! Charity's in danger! She needs help! Oh my god. What? Okay. Right. Who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. She puts on this record, and so he's going around the room asking people to dance with him, right? right? He asks Eve, and Eve says, no, thank you. And TC says, yeah, she doesn't dance anymore because I don't dance anymore. And yeah. They have a little moment because his leg's all fucked up. And Pilar turns him down to his own mother. He asks her to dance, and she's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so then he kind of backs into Sheridan, and as he's turning around, he says, oh, would you like to dance? And he realizes it's Sheridan. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're not going to ask me to dance? And he says, you couldn't tango. You have to have Latin blood. So they're going to do a tango. Again, this party, we don't know what the heritage is, the heritage is of this party. Now it's Argentinian. I don't know. So, so she's like, no, you know nothing about me. I can tango. And so these two people, tango. Yes, I wrote down that they angry tango. And it starts off that way, and it's amazing. It's long. It's so long. While the rest of the story that we're going to tell takes place, these two tango. They tango well, for the entire time. So we're going to tell the rest of the story, and then at, once we finish, we're going to say, and then Louise and Sheridan <laughs> stop their tango. Because that's how long. That's how long. They tango forever. Forever and ever. That tango was fucking long. They tangoed. In that living room for approximately... 10 minutes? 37 minutes? Yeah. The, <laughs> the length of an entire episode? Yeah. Oh, man, it was so long. It was great, though. They must have had, like, choreographers come in and work with them. And they were yeah. like, we've got to get... we got to eke out every penny of this yeah. that we can. Because we spent a lot of time and money here. Yeah. We're going to do this mm -hmm. tango. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was pretty great. Mm-hmm. And it just was 
going the entire episode. It was. Yeah, I loved anytime we like kind of pan across the living room to get to like another set piece. Yeah. Like there they are dancing. Yeah, and, and we could hear the music in the background no matter what the scene was. Right. And everyone's just in the living room watching, not saying a word. Like the party stops and we just watch Luis and Sheridan like be, be performers basically. Yeah. Whether that means he's accosting her outside, the yeah. whole pinata oh thing, oh my god, oh or my if they're god. like putting on a show in the living room, Luis and Sheridan. And you know, I liked watching the progression of this tango. I'm thinking back to it because they started off and they were enraged; mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. hated each other. And by the end, it was like a completely different story. These two were falling in love, or at least in love, and they kind of had like some respect for each other. Yeah, yeah, you could see it growing within them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a good, nice little scene. It was a great scene. So that happens. And then Sheridan and Louise stop tangoing. <laughs> finally, <laughs> they finally stop their tango. <laughs> That's been like 10 minutes ago. Remember when we were talking about how they were tangoing? 10 minutes ago, they we started tangoed. dancing. Uh, mm, it was so long. It was really so long. It was so long. And you can hear the music in the background through the, yeah. all the other scenes. Tracking everything else. They yeah. have the same tango music through all the other scenes, so that's how you know they're still doing their tango. Yeah. And it would cut back to them doing that tango from time to time. It was time. amazing. I wonder how long they spent like choreographing Le- learning and learning that, tango? that thing. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why they had to tango for so long, where they were like, we learned all of this. Y'all are going to show it. We spent some money doing this, so yeah. we got to put it on camera now. Yes. Yeah. Cool tango. Cool tango, bro. <laughs> yeah, more tango stuff. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. I don't know what to say about that I don't know one. why I broke them up like that, I but I like it. I like I th- it. I think I broke them up like that because I thought it would be funny to say, like, the tango goes on forever, then do the commentary, and then the next clip says, like, and then the tango ends. And it was funny. <laughs> I mean, we both laughed at it because yeah. it was unexpected. Yeah. Hopefully, dear listener, you also laughed at it. Hopefully yeah. you're laughing at a lot of this. Hopefully. I hope this is God, I hope this is enjoyable. Drudgery for you. I hope we didn't spend all this time whatever. working on it and they hate it. No, whatever. Help. Grace is a helper. She's yeah. a community leader. She mm-hmm. she wants to be involved and in, I think she genuinely wants to be involved and help. I don't think she even does it because she gets praise for it. She does it because she wants her community to be beautiful yeah. and vibrant and a great place to live. Yeah. Grace is cool. I like Grace. I like I like her too. At first I was like, what the fuck is going on with Grace? Because <laughs> she's levitating. <laughs> she's levitating. She's like hanging seeing up. angels. She's like at the school for no reason. Yeah, seeing angels and hearing voices like, what is going on with this woman? But the more we learn, yeah, she is she's a community leader and she is just trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. I mean, I gotta get behind that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, Grace is awesome. I really like Grace. She's also a little nutty, but everyone in Harmony's a little nutty. Grace isn't really a little nutty, though. Grace is probably the person that has the strongest grasp on reality mm. in the whole show, To if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants everything to be good, and, you know, she works hard in her community. And then on top of that, when someone says to her, like, these things are happening, she's like, okay, I'm going to give you the space to tell. Like, she believes faith as much as she can. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She's trying to find... She's... I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, but I think she does have a really firm grasp on reality. Mm-hmm. Even though everybody around her is trying to make her feel like she doesn't. Maybe that's what I am trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And she's very... she Like you said, she gives everybody their space. She's very respectful. She's doing everything she can to like make her community stronger and yeah yeah i like grace grace she's, is awesome she's sweet she, like she's a person that i would love to have in my community yeah oh my yeah. gosh are you kidding yeah she's not great television she's not well yes. here's here's the thing you know drama is exciting and grace right now things are dramatic things are happening to her and around her yes but she uh isn't like in that isn't a part of creating that drama you know what i mean she's not active in it right and like no one wants to sit and watch a happy family have a dinner like that's not interesting television and that's kind of who grace is right now yeah so i've seen some listeners who are like eh, grace is so boring blah blah blah. and i get that i get where they're coming from with that 
But like as a person, as a character, I like her. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I have no I have no problems with her. Zero qualms. Qualms. Q U A L M. That's a quote from a from an episode of Hey Arnold, but ah. if anybody gets that, I hope you enjoy that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Because remember, Charity is in the back seat of Tabitha's cab, and Tabitha is going to kill Charity. She is absolutely in danger. Oh, for sure. Charity is absolutely in danger. Charity doesn't know it because she's fucking oblivious to everything mm-hmm. at all times. <laughs> But I'd also like to take this moment to again say, I was wrong about Tabitha, and she's fucking evil. She's evil! I was very wrong. I was like, oh, she's just a fun witch. No, she's an evil witch. She is not a fun witch. She is evil. (laughs) Yeah, straight up. Straight up evil. So, Faith is saying this prayer, and Father Lonigan at the church in Harmony at St. Mary Margaret's Church can hear the prayer. And remember, he's blind. So he's like, hello? Who's there? Who's there? He can hear her prayer. Who's there? Someone there? So he decides that he's gonna, for whatever reason, go to Pilar's house. But before he goes, the angel at that church that Grace had seen and said, oh, this looks just like the little girl that's been coming to me. Mm -hmm. She wakes up. She's like, I'm being summoned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was amazing. Really, it was. And Father Lonigan can't see it. <laughs> and so, there's some shit is about to go down. Some good versus evil shit is about yeah. to go down. But Father Lonigan is, without knowing why, he's feeling compelled to go to the Lopez Fitzgerald house. And so, he comes into the... Does he go to the kitchen? kitchen. He goes to the kitchen first and sees Grace and Eve. Mm-hmm. Or he doesn't see them. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he doesn't. He, enc- oh, no. he encounters Grace oh, no. and Eve. He encounters Grace and Eve. Oh, yeah. And- He's like, oh, Pilar said that you were in the kitchen, Grace. Yeah. Is this our first Father Lonigan clip? I think it's the first one that we've heard. Huh. Yeah. Because I thought I had cut one out of when you realized he was blind. Did we not talk about that? Not yet. Huh. Well, I mean, we're past that at this point. Yeah. Maybe it's in there jumbled around somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I did this kind of hurriedly. That's okay. Because I do, I remember distinctly going, and that motherfucker was blind. Yeah. Man. Because I was shook. Shooketh. Shooketh. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Charity in the backseat of that cab. Oh, Lord. Charity. Tabitha in that cabbie costume. Hey, little girl, we're going to the... Just not saying anything that you can understand. Yeah, just grumbling through consonants and pretending that those were lines. I loved every minute of it, though. Yeah, I love anytime Tabitha's in a costume. And Tabitha's basically always in a costume, so... True. Very true. Oh, very (laughs) true. She's always in a fucking costume. She's fabulous, though. She is. She really is great. And I love her and Timmy. And look, I know she's an evil witch. Yeah, but we need her. But she's enjoyable. Yeah, she's a good villain. She is a good villain because you can still have fun with her. Yeah. You can still kind of, you know, like a truly evil villain you can't empathize with at all. Like there's nothing that connects you to them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing interesting about them. All you want is for them to lose. You know what I mean? And that this, a 10 year long show doesn't work if you have a villain that you just want to see them lose and they never lose. You have to be rooting for them a little bit. Otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah. All right. So after TC leaves, the last thing we see at the Russell's home, (laughs) Eve goes out to the shed and I thought, Oh, maybe she took the key. Maybe she managed to get the key. No, she's going to try and pick this lock. <laughs> she goes out to the shed and she's trying to pick that lock. We don't know. It doesn't show if she gets it open or not. I'm sure she doesn't. How could you possibly? I mean, we don't know what Eve's set of... She might have a particular set of skills that oh, we don't know about. Okay, Liam Neeson. <laughs> so, so she tries to pick the lock. She really wants to get into that shed. She does. She's determined. So we didn't get to see it today, but maybe we'll see... In about 75 episodes, maybe we'll see what's in this shed. (laughs) Actually, probably in like 125. Anyway. Uh, I'm guessing we will get into the shed in 14 episodes. 14 episodes? Girl, you crazy. We won't even be done with this day in 14 episodes. (laughs) I'm never wrong. I mean, I'm never right. We are in a new day, and I... It's so interesting that we managed to get into day five. I'm losing track of the days now, but I'm pretty sure it's day five. 
We managed to get into day five pretty quickly. We did. It yesterday. Only t- it only took like four episodes. Well, yesterday was like the party, and mm-hmm. that really went quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking day five. Day five lasts forever. So you remember uh, recently, I was like, we should start trying to keep up with the days mm-hmm. or whatever. I, in doing these clips, I realized that we spent a very long time in day five. All of that faith stuff, the fire, all of that happens in day five. Oh Isn't my that crazy? God. That was all day five. Day five, I think, was literally 20-something episodes long. It lasts forever. The lo- Someone wrote that to us. They're like, it's the longest night in harmony. Get, get ready to hold on to your butts for the longest night in harmony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an unnecessarily long night where they dragged a whole bunch of shit out for like... 15 episodes, and then gave us some satisfying material for, like, two. Man. Day five goes on forever. For it's crazy. That ever. all, that, the sh- that shit happened in day five. Ugh. And oh. we're in, what, day seven now in the show? Day eight? I don't even think we're, pa- like, we're just past the fire. Yeah. I think we're in day seven. Seven, maybe. Because, maybe, because... The fire happens, and we continue that night right, at, the at the hospital. And then the next day, we start to get into, like, that crazy K shit. Yeah. Where she's talking about... The, she right, because the they have to go to school. Uh-huh. Yeah. They go, yeah, they go back to school, even Man. though even though the show started in July, and it's only been five days. <laughs> so maybe it's August And now, now. it's September, somehow. <laughs> I, it just... Okay. Okay. Also... The Shed and TC and Eve. Like, do we? Is this another storyline that we never revisit? It just never comes back. They just, I think. It's just it. There, there's because a mystery in the Shed, and then there's not. I feel like if they were going to bring the Shed shit back, they would have done it by now. They would have at least made some sort of reference to it. Mm-hmm. This was so long ago. Yeah. And we haven't had any reference to it at all. So, of course, we, would, we have forgotten about it. I really wanted to know what was in there. Maybe one day we'll find out. Man, I don't know. It's probably just a lawnmower. Why is he being so sneaky about a lawnmower? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. It's probably it's probably just like tools. Mm-mm. My tools. My tools. I need my tools. <laughs> nah, there's something shady going on. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next clip. She happens to see them. She luckily has brought her disguise with her. Right. She kind of goes up to the bushes and puts on her wig and changes her clothes. <laughs> And then she runs into Frank and he shows her the picture. He says, do you know this girl? And initially she says, no, I don't think I do. And then she (laughs) says, wait a minute. I know who that is. And he comes back. He says, that's great. You know her? Who is she? And she says, yeah, I knew her. She was, she's very disturbed. (laughs) But I mean, she, she was living here, but her family moved her away. I think to South America. And Frank (laughs) takes it. He just takes that as full-blown truth and he's like oh my gosh i can't believe this throws his arms in the air well this this investigation is over yeah really frank that's all it takes that's all it takes one little girl saying i'm i'm sure she's never coming back to harmony for him to say well i guess the case is closed i guess this case is closed <laughs> that's it that's all and it he takes. was really upset about it he was <laughs> oh my gosh it and was in so this stupid. moment it was and in so this stupid and in this moment, I think we realize that Frank Lomax is about as good at acting as he is at drawing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, his, that was his big scene, and it was horrible. Oh, so, Lord. So Frank is very upset. He starts to walk off. <laughs> he, start, he, he leaves, and he tears that, he tears that yeah, picture up. Yeah, he rips up. it up. He rips up his sketch. And one of the gardeners sees him ripping it up and says, you know, what what's wrong? You know, <laughs> and he says, oh, well, this case is closed. And the gardener's like, you didn't find the girl that was in the picture? He's like, nope, she's long gone. He's like, no, she's not. I just saw her. He's like, where? You just got off a plane to South from South America? Oh, my gosh, it was so dumb. It's so stupid. And the the gardener's like, no, she. I just saw her sitting over here on this bench. And, he, and so Frank Lomax is back on the case. <laughs> Bert Macklin, FBI. FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank Lomax. We've moved into the hate Frank Lomax, like, 
part of the saga. Like, first we hate Sheridan. Then it's a little bit of, like, Charity hate. But it's mostly, like, Sheridan hate and then, like, Frank Lomax hate. And Kay hate. Can you imagine an alternate timeline where Frank really did just walk off the case? He's just like, oh, this case is closed. We <laughs> solved it. It's figured out. She's in South America. I'm off to my next city to stalk my next teenager. Yeah. Yeah. God, I would have loved if that. I, if only. I would have loved it. I'm about to go on another Lomax rant. I fucking can't stand the man. He's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. He's horrible. Yeah. The more we learn about him. What else him. do we need to say about him? He's fucking awful. He yells at children. Yeah. He follows children. He puts them in danger. He is a pedophile. Yeah. Yo, la, la. I hate, I hate him. Yeah. Me too. And I can't stand his stupid face. I hate oh his face. Oh, my God. Oh, I hate his face so much. Like, there's, you know, uh, he's always kind of, like, jutting his jaw forward a little bit. And it's not, like, an underbite. Like, it's a, it's a choice. Because it's not always like that. And then he'll kind of have his mouth hanging open, like, huh. Like, you know, yeah. he's like an intimidating kind of like shit-eating grin. Ugh. I can't stand Frank Lomax. He's so obnoxious. Ugh. He's really, really extremely obnoxious. Oh, Ugh. my God. Sorry to really, sorry to bring that negativity to you. You know, I'm sure that guy is like really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that actor, excuse me, is a nice guy. But man, he created just such an unlikable character. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Again, as a woman who has been followed at least two times in my life, Mm -hmm. it is upsetting to see this scene. Yes. Because they set it up as, you know, it's harmless. We know Luis, and we know he doesn't mean her any harm. But in the world, you should not do that to women. You should not... You shouldn't do it to anybody. You shouldn't follow people. You just shouldn't. Unless it's Trevor Noah. I mean... I mean, like, if I saw Trevor Noah, I would 100% follow him. Are you kidding me? I keep a safe distance, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep a good stalker distance. Right, you want to, like, tail him. You don't want to be, like, on his tail. Yeah, and then I would come up with, like, a flimsy way to, like, inter- like get in there. Just run into him. Yeah. Just, like, uh, wait, circle, so, you know what, circle the block. Come around from the other direction. Yeah, run. Run around the block <laughs> to catch him on the other side of the block. Run back around. And then you can casually bump into him. Oh, my God. Run so all the sorry. way down 8th Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. An avenue block. Not even a city block. Good yeah. God, well, woman. Well, it's like York, a mile. In New York, if you're running around the block, you're going to have to run two avenues. Oh, you're right. I did. Oh, Lord. It's impossible. You could never. <laughs> For Trevor Noah, I could. <laughs> By the time I get to him, I'll be so disgusting and breathing so hard. You know what? I just pass out in front of Trevor Noah, and then he'd have to put, do mouth, mouth to mouth on me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I'm laughing so I hard. I I'm, so, I'm like hot from I'm laughing. Hot. Oh, my God. I love him. Oh. oh. Oh, I love him so much. And his, like, recent videos have been so amazing. Yeah. I, God, I just would S his D. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not going to stay in. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you if you want to no, put that out into the world. No, but I think I that's a little too that far, out. personally. That out. But whatever. Okay. All right. No, we got to get back to this show. So because... anyway. <laughs> so anyway. So I'm doubling down on this. <laughs> I just asked you. I was like, "You gonna leave that in?" Yeah. She's like, "I did it once. I'll do it again." The truth is the truth. The truth. Like, the truth is the truth, and Trevor Noah is the truth. Is the truth, baby. Oh, oh man, Lord. that oh. makes me that makes me laugh so hard because I I can imagine because it would be us. It yeah. would be both of us hauling ass <laughs> trying trying to like navigate Times Square area. You know what yeah. I mean? It's that part of town where it's just... Just knocking over tourists. R- yeah, riddled with tourists. There's nowhere to walk. The traffic is insane. Just trying... trying just bowling to haul, down tourists. Trying to haul ass down the avenue. Oh, it's an impossibility. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful content. But also, don't follow people. Yeah, don't follow people. That whole thing with Luis following yeah. Sheridan was just like... It's very upsetting. Yeah, I hated that so much. Especially since I liked Luis so much. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I, that was so upsetting. That was very upsetting because he is in a house 
full of women. I mean, yeah. I guess he has his little brother. But um, I don't know. And he's a police officer. And up to this point, he seems like such a decent man. And then to follow a woman that you barely know who... And, like, not, like, shout out or reach out to her, try to get her attention. Just to quietly follow her. And she has headphones in and to just come up and, like, from behind. Like, to, like I don't... It's... It, well, I think a lot of times... Mm-mm. I think... Like you said, Luis knows what his intention is. Luis knows that he's a good guy. It's the woman who doesn't know that he's a good guy, which right. is the problem. And right. I think a lot of men who will follow you, like, they think to themselves, like, I'm a good guy and, I like, my intention is good. But this is a, a bad thing to do objectively. Right. Just don't follow people. It's incredibly intimidating and frightening yeah having i mean i think most women have probably had an experience at least once with this kind of behavior and it's 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 terrifying because men will kill you like not not all men i'm not Mm. saying all men are fucking murderers i'm not saying that but like it's a really scary thing to feel completely powerless well the fact that the fact that when you say men will kill you there's a plenty of people who are like yeah like that i mean (laughs) yeah it, it is it is a possibility and it's not a crazy possibility it happens all the time right you know so that's so that's some sad stuff for you all right let's go to the next (laughs) clip so don't follow people yeah (laughs) and Teresa tells Whitney that she lied to the PI that everything is clear she convinced him that the stalker is long gone and that their dreams will be coming true. She told. She says she totally fooled that P.I. She, she did. <laughs> she did totally fool that P.I. So, Teresa's totally fooling everybody. She, <laughs> including herself. She has, she's <laughs> lying to herself constantly. I, I just love Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald. <laughs> this girl has moxie. <laughs> Gumption. She's got... Moxie. That, she's got some real moxie. That clip is just a reminder of how much I love Teresa. Yeah. Nothing to say about it. Just that's, that's really it. You just wanted to include as much Teresa content as possible. That's not true. I did it subconsciously. However, I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next clip. And then who pops up? Frank Lomax, P.I. grabs Teresa and he goes, I gotcha. Frank Lomax, P.I. <laughs> This man. Now, this interaction is when I realized Frank Lomax is a worse actor than than Miguel. <laughs> By he, a long shot. He's way worse. I said, Lomax confronts Teresa and his acting is officially worse than Miguel. <laughs> right. And Lomax knew something was up, but he just didn't press the issue then. But now that he's here, he's like, hey... <laughs> Don't I know you? He didn't press the issue then because he's a terrible (laughs) P.I. He's as bad a P.I. as he is an actor. Oh, this scene. So more Lomax hate. Lomax versus Mignell in an acting challenge. Oh, yeah. Now, Miguel would walk away with it. Absolutely. Miguel Miguel got better. Dramatically so. Yeah. He must have been filming during the day in between, like, on-set schooling and then going to acting classes at night. Like, he must have been working his ass off when he first started this job because he got way better very quickly. Right. In the span of, like, a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. So... Lomax stayed the same the entire time. Horrible. No growth. He got worse. He got worse. Did he get worse or did we just hate him more? Uh, Maybe you're right. I don't know. He just seemed to get worse to me. Mm -hmm. Like when he first came in with Ethan and came to the um, Crane Mansion and he came in, I I, I didn't think anything about it. He didn't, you know, he seemed like a regular old PI who's on the job. And it seemed like he got worse, progressively worse and more obnoxious. I wonder what his direction was. Like if they kept asking for bigger or something. Maybe they had to. But everything he was doing was uh, one note. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there was only one tact and that's the only one that he ever went with. Yeah. It's like find another actable verb, please. Yeah. He, yeah. Lomax. Ugh. (laughs) We hate him. Yeah. So (laughs) they go back into court. Court's back in session. And... Sam stands up and speaks for Luis before the judge just renders her verdict, right? Mm -hmm. He says, you know, I believe in what Officer Lopez Fitzgerald is saying, and I, he's one of my best officers, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, speaks for him. Yeah, he's fair and he's honest. Mm -hmm. And all that I ask is that Sheridan is also treated fairly. Mm Mm-hmm. 
The end. So the judge says this charge is unfounded about Luis and then turns around and gives Sheridan a fine of $1,000 and says, you have 75 hours of community service. Let's act this out. You have 75 hours of community service. 75 hours, but... Let's make it 100. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, th- I screamed. I thought that was so great. So hilarious. Thank you, Judge. So now Sheridan has 100 hours of community service. Mm-hmm. This was one of my favorite moments in the entire show. <laughs> make it 100. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. I love it, though. I, I mean, yeah, I love it, too. <laughs> you know, it just felt like Sheridan got what she deserved. She absolutely because that uh, interaction with her and Luis and all that business at the police department was insane. Yeah, she absolutely got what she deserved. Thank God. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the next one. And then she runs. She, in- oh, well, yeah, she runs into Luis, mm-hmm. and she Sheridan again confronts Luis and says. I don't know how a sweet woman like Pilar could have such a vindictive son like you. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And, and he kind of says, like, ditto, sis. Like, get out of my face. Yeah, he's like, get over it. Like, that's yeah, literally what yeah, he says. He, he says <laughs> something about even the cranes have to have to live life just like the rest of us. So get over it. Get yeah. over it, you. And then Sheridan says, well, I don't know. After he leaves, she goes, I don't know how this day could get any worse. <laughs> Ethan comes out and says, I've got some bad news, Sheridan. (laughs) (laughs) And the bad news is... The bad news is that her community service is not up to her. She doesn't get to decide where her time is spent. The court has chosen it for her. And her first assignment is that she needs to report immediately to the youth center. Today. Today. And she's like, I don't have time for it. I have plans today. She doesn't seem to understand consequences. She's a mess. (laughs) So then Sheridan says... You know, I'll just make a sizable donation to the youth center in lieu of doing my 100 hours. I'm sure they need lots of money for whatever. I'm sure it's they're in great need of funds, blah, blah, blah. She says, so I'll just call the director and talk to the director. Well, <laughs> she picks up the phone. She dials the youth center and... Miguel goes to answer the pay phones? Yeah. So she calls the pay phone of the youth center? Like, do they not have an, an office at the youth center? Where they, I guess they do need some money. They do need some money. I hope they, they, I hope they money. approve they're, that uh, donation. Their phone system is just a pay phone? Okay. Anyway, Miguel answers. And she says, oh, hello. I would like to speak to the director of the youth center, please. And so he says, oh, okay. Yeah, let me get him. Then he calls over. Luis Lopez Fitzgerald, who is in brand new clothes, like workout clothes now, <laughs> and answers the phone. He's Luis is the director of the youth center. What? 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 I was <laughs> I was screaming, laughing. I thought it was so funny. First of all, how did he get there so fast? How did he get there? He was literally talking to Sheridan. And then he turned around, and she called the youth center, and then he was at the youth center. I mean, these people teleport. In his workout clothes. They teleport, yes, in a completely different outfit. It was crazy. It was amazing. It was hilarious. Yet another thing they abandoned. Remember? She called, and he answered the phone. Right. But then, like, the next interaction, she had not called. Right. Or had not talked to Louise. It was weird. They backtracked that one, because I think... They realized the payoff would be a lot better. They could do a lot more if they could get her to the youth center with high hopes. Oh, I can write a check. I'll talk to the director. It'll all be fine. And yeah. then we get a face-to-face confrontation yeah. between Sheridan and Louise. Yeah. And they were right. It, it, it was, I think, better than, you know, the, the phone conversation was going to be. So, it was the right call, but they should have cut that out. Yeah. I guess they didn't figure it out until after afterwards. I don't know. It was like the next episode, though, that we realized that. I was like, why isn't, didn't she talk to him on the phone? Yeah, maybe it was like a Friday situation. They wrote over the weekend and then got new scripts on Monday. And... Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say about this clip? Uh, <laughs> uh, I love it. All right. <laughs> I love that Luis is the director of the youth center. It yes. makes sense for his character. I love this little twist where now he has power over Sheridan, which is something she's never experienced. Like she's always, you know, the the head honcho because right. she's got the uh, the power, she's got the money, she's got the name. You yeah. Know? 
And she's got the looks. She's a beautiful woman, she's too. She's definitely got the looks. So I think that I, I like this this uh, thing that they've set up. It's a little role reversal. Yeah. Ugh, this episode starts with Sheridan in her car driving on her cell phone. <laughs> this woman does not deserve <laughs> to have a driver's <sighs> license. Do you understand? She is a bad driver and... A danger, a danger to all who are on the road. She is okay? a maniac behind the wheel. Because she's driving this car, right? First of all, bad enough that she's talking on her cell phone while she's driving. And then we see her like swerve and she's like, ah! and she almost hits a pedestrian. <laughs> she nearly hits him. <sighs> Oh, she she's she does not need to have a driver's license. It was also weird because it looked like she was driving down like a country road type of situation. And there was like a the pedestrian was like this dude who just looked like he was like emerging from a, the woods. Yeah. It's not like it was weird. Like I wouldn't expect to be looking for a person and I'm I'm certainly not defending Sheridan. It's strange for him to be there, but she is an unconscionable driver. Right. And part of the reason that she almost hits him is because she, like, is putting her cell phone down. She's right. distracted. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she's always, she's at best a distracted driver. She's, she's terrible. She's a bad driver. I hate it. <laughs> she, she doesn't need to be in a car. And Sheridan is the case for a driver. You know what I mean? Like, Sheridan... Oh, the case for, like... A driver yeah. to have a driver. Yeah. The okay. only part of a car Sheridan belongs in is in the passenger seat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. What is she doing with a license? What? How is she operating a vehicle? Ugh. Also, just, we're back to shitting on Sheridan. <laughs> but she's doing stupid shit. How, you expect us to not call her on it? Also, this is our introduction to Hank. Oh, Hank. Yeah, that's when we meet Hank. Yeah, what the fuck was he doing? Yeah, what was he? Well, he was on his way to the youth center, we find out. Remember? I know he says he was on his way to the youth center, but what was he doing? He was not, like, on a sidewalk. He was not in a pedestrian area. You know what I mean? Like, he was coming out of, like, a wooded area with, like, a guardrail. Maybe he stopped to pee or something. What the fuck was he doing? Maybe he was taking a piss. I don't know. I never thought about that until just this moment. They just, it doesn't, I don't think he was doing anything. I think they just put him there. Huh. For Sheridan. Okay. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Okay. Because if she had met him as Luis's friend, I don't think she would have given him a, a second chance, mm. a look. You know what I mean? Oh, that's true. And then she, the whole car issue, let me take a look at the car. Mm-hmm. He can take his shirt off. Like, there was, yeah. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> There's, it's very clear that there is a mutual attraction mm-hmm. between these between Sheridan and this mystery man. We have no idea who he is. Right. I wrote, she likes him, so he's definitely a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I made the conjecture that he was like an undercover goon working for Roger. Yeah. But I'm the wrong. American arm of the French <laughs> like cartel or whatever. Yeah. I'm definitely wrong. But mm-hmm. it would have been exciting. That would have been cute. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you should write for Passions because I'd love that idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. And I'm I'm wrong, but I'm not like super... Well, no, I'm wrong. But like he is in the FBI database because yeah. he does do some shit. He's we don't a, know what it is yet. He's definitely a bad dude. Um, And you might not be wrong. I'm, I'm going to keep riding with that. I'm going to keep thinking like... <laughs> and keep that in the back of my head about Hank. Yeah. Yeah. I it's I don't think it's correct, but it would be interesting. You know what? I'm just going to fill in that gap for myself. Like, I'm literally just going to fill that in as part of the story, <laughs> whether they put it in or not, that Hank was supposed to kill Sheridan, but, like, fell in love with her. Oh. And we just never find that out. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I do that a lot with this show, where I write explanations in my own head as to how this happened and why and how it all makes sense together. Yeah. I don't mind it. Gotta fill in the Gotta gaps. flex those creative juices. Yeah. <laughs> then, Sheridan arrives in the parking lot for her appointment, correct? I guess. The way that this town is set up is very confusing to me. And again, I think this is just like thoughtlessness <laughs> on the part of like the creative team, where whatever <laughs> characters need to interact in whatever space do, 
regardless of time traveling. <laughs> regardless of time or and space. S- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, because Sheridan gets to this youth center. She's walking through the parking lot and she runs into the pedestrian. Right. <laughs> like, how did he get there faster than she did? Yeah, right. In her car. She's in her car. He's on his two little leggies. Maybe he knew a shortcut. I don't know. Maybe he walked through the woods. I also was, like, busy taking notes on something else and so I really didn't write very much about this. Their interaction I, in the parking lot? I wrote, Sheridan's dude runs into her again, but she had to get a blouse. Yeah, that's all I wrote. So, <laughs> I, I really don't like Sheridan. I know people are saying, like, hang in there with Sheridan, but I don't like her. Mm. I still don't like her. I think that's probably why you disliked this episode. Because it was a largely about Sheridan. She was, like, the star of this. Yeah, no, she's... She, uh, yeah, that's probably why I didn't like it. That's probably you're probably correct. There was, that's probably why I didn't like it. There's a lot of Sheridan. There stuff. was a lot of Sheridan. There was no Teresa. There was no Whitney. Yeah, you know, like it, your your or Ivy. Your heavy hitters weren't in in yeah. this one at all. No, no. Actually, all the people I kind of hate were in it. Yeah, that's why I hated this episode because yeah. it was really about Sheridan and Charity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that we've figured out why I hated this so much, we can continue drudging through this we can continue with this drudgery no (laughs) so she is in this parking lot and miraculously so is this traveler i don't have much to say about this i don't really either it's a good clip i liked it i like it because i think we had that light bulb moment where it's like oh this is why I do or do not like certain episodes. Yeah. You know? It's not necessarily the content of the episode. It's like, who are we talking about? Yeah. Like, am I going to have to spend 38 minutes looking at Sheridan? Yeah. And listening to her. Or Lomax? Yeah. Oh, good. Or do I get to hang with, like, Pilar? Yeah. And Teresa. A little time with Teresa. Whitney. A little, uh, little Lo- Louise action. Oh, Louise. Lu- Louis. <laughs> Sing out, Louise! <laughs> Louise action. Yeah, oh, I love some Louise action. Mm. <laughs> okay. And then while Tabitha's dancing, she drops her key. Mm-hmm. Um, she drops her keys and then, like, falls down on the couch. And Tammy picks up these this key and says, Tabitha, you dropped this. What is this? And she tells him it's the key to the basement. And what's in the basement, Tabitha? Well, Tabitha says... To Timmy, that there is the greatest power you could ever imagine down in the basement. And Timmy asks Tabitha, is Tabitha afraid of what's in the basement? And she's like, you bet your fluffy ass. <laughs> you you bet your... You bet your little puppet butt. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, yeah, I'm afraid of what's in the, the, the basement. And you better not ever go down there. Are we to believe that, like, Tabitha's basement door is... The gate to hell. Am I right? Am I right? Basically. Am I fucking right? Basically. Tabitha's house is the gateway to hell? Basically. Are you kidding me? Bitch, it's so good. I can't wait for you to see it. I can't wait for you to see it. Are you it. fucking kidding me? It takes forever to get to this point, to the point in the storyline where the, everything's kind of coming together and converges and, and oh, we realize what Lord. it is. But yeah, basically. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. This show has everything. It's so good. <laughs> it has everything. Yeah, this show really does have everything. What doesn't it have? It lacks nothing. Except for sense. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> it is an insensible show. It's also unreasonable. Oh. But uh, other than that, it's got all the things that yeah. you need. Including the gateway to hell. Yeah. The friends in the basement. I uh, I was kind of joking when I said that, but then it's real. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> the basement. The basement. Hades. Oh, just, just you wait. That gets fucking crazy. I mean, it's already crazy, but it gets <laughs> absurd. They amp it up. So, remember, Charity has seen Grace Bennett. She's sitting on the bus. She sees a woman who looks just like her mom, but is wearing different clothes. She says, that's gotta be my Aunt Grace. Mm -hmm. So, she's really excited. This bus has stopped. She sees Grace on the side, like, on the sidewalk. And instead of getting off the bus or saying, excuse me, I need to get off the bus, like, immediately, she just bangs on the window. 
Aunt Grace! Aunt Grace! Turn around! It's me, Charity! Aunt Grace! Banging on the window. She does it for so long. And I kept saying, the bus is stopped. Like, get off the bus. I was yelling. I was pissed off. <laughs> you were. You know, because this, her storyline and the Grace and Faith and Charity shit has aggravated me for the last, like, 20 episodes. It's gone on for such a long time. It's not fun. And so, like, why wouldn't you just get off the bus, right? right? So, she's banging on the windows, banging on the windows. She finally decides to get off the bus. And she gets off the bus in the most annoying way. You know, you ever, have you ever been on the bus and the bus or a crowded bus and the bus stops and you're getting off the bus and mm-hmm. lots of people are getting off the bus and there's like a person behind you like I'm getting off I'm getting off excuse me I'm getting off like yes we I all am are. too all these people in the line that are getting off the bus yeah Charity's annoying you see all these people in the line to get off of the bus guess what guess where they're going off, off the of bus. the fucking bus Charity's so annoying Charity's so annoying this just listening to this clip just pissed me off all over again. She's so annoying. You know why it pissed me off all over again? Is because we could have changed the course of that entire day had she just gotten up and gotten off that bus as soon as she saw Grace. Right. Uh, I can't decide if she really did take a long time to get off the bus because she was kind of like, you know, shell-shocked and couldn't believe it. And, like, it was that minute of recognition. I don't know. Or if we were meant to believe... You know how at the end of scenes, uh, actors will kind of have to, like, look off into the distance and Mm -hmm. make the same face for, like, ten seconds? Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to think it was, like, that kind of thing, where it's a moment in time, but it felt longer than it really was. Again, I think I'm just trying to rationalize it in my head. because in that case, time is suspended and nothing is happening. Right. But she was... Actively banging on the window, mm. yelling, kept she kept saying things. It took her a long time to decide to get off the bus. Mm-hmm. She didn't even she had she didn't even make the decision until much later. Like, right? I just oh she's so annoying. Oh she's so annoying. She just can't do anything. Ugh, like she's very that. incapable. Yeah. <sighs> okay. She I don't know. It's like she's in the body of like a sixteen year old, but the mind of a child. I'm exasperated all over again. That clip (laughs) really took it out of me. Anyway, that's all the Castleton stuff. Going back to going back to harmony. Going back to harmony. So Grace has walked off to go to the Lopez Fitzgerald house. Sam is still there, and who runs into him? Charity runs into Sam and she's like a little hysterical. I have to find my aunt. I have to find my aunt. And he's like, okay, well, I'll help you. I am the chief of police after all, and right? And we met at a party yesterday. And, and so <laughs> she she tells him, like, I don't have time. I have no time. I'm running out of time. And she refuses help from the chief of police in favor of Miguel, a teenager with no resources. He has a motorcycle. <sighs> I just, I just like, and and you know what I was yelling at this moment? It's like, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Say her fucking name, Charity. Say her name. I'm looking for my aunt. Just say, I'm looking for my aunt Grace. I just saw her walk by. Because then Sam immediately would be like, oh my God, it's got to be. My wife, Grace, yeah. who doesn't know her family. You, like, he would, he, he would, Sam put it would immediately put it together. He would absolutely put uh, it together. I'm irritated all over again. Say her fucking name. Say her, say her name, say her name. If you want us to help you, please say your mother's name. What the fuck are, can we do? Say, say her name, say her name. Say her name. <laughs> Sam is trying to help you. But you just are so dumb. Oh, I can't we can't it. even rhyme. <laughs> well, we were going. We were doing well for a little bit. Yeah. I can't stand Charity. I like her better now. She's in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> well, she woke up. She just woke up. Ah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I kind of like. I'm interested to see. Kay's brain kind of uploaded into charity. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is going to be interesting. Yeah, like what, what's going to happen here? Yeah, you know, because all of Kay's scheming is gonna is going to 
dramatically influence how Charity reacts. It's a question of, like, does she kind of remember her upbringing and her values and, like, her moral compass? And I don't know. Yeah. I, this will... This, I think we're about to see a more interest in charity. Okay. I hope. God, <laughs> okay, I hope. Okay, girl. <laughs> God, I hope. <laughs> I don't see it. I, oh, okay. No. So they hate on the cranes for a little while. I got great pleasure from it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I found it very pleasurable. I did. I just... Ribbed for her pleasure. Oh, brother. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I got great pleasure from I took great pleasure from these two men hating on the cranes. Yeah, no, I did too. I I love when they get together and just commiserate about how shitty the cranes are. They do suck. They're terrible. Anything to say? Nope, just a little fun clip for you. A little fun clippy. We hate the cranes. We hate the cranes. Not Ivy, though. Not Ivy. I don't really hate Sherry. Yeah, I don't really hate Sherry. She was very annoying at first, but I don't really hate her. I don't really hate Ethan either. I guess we don't hate the cranes. Yeah, I guess we don't hate the cranes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, Jessica's sitting at the family laptop. (laughs) She gets an email from the English teacher, Mrs. Crump. And she is furious because the email from Mrs. Crump is like, oh my gosh, I'm thrilled that you reached out. I would love to have you in my English class next year. Um, I'm shocked that you were begging to be a part of it, but I'm, I'm so glad that you are. And Jessica is pissed because she did not send an email to Mrs. Crump begging to be in her class because she hates Mrs. Crump. Yeah, she's super mean and strict and the hardest teacher in school, apparently. Mm-hmm. I bet Mrs. Crump is a, an excellent educator. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. I bet she's great at her fucking job. <laughs> yeah. These kids just don't want to read. She's yeah. an English teacher. Yeah. They just don't want to read. They don't want to write or a write paper. Or write a paper. Yeah. Uh, I get it. I have to write a research paper for this class I'm taking. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe I volunteered to write a fucking paper. <laughs> can do. Yes, teacher of the year. Mrs. Mrs. Crump. Crump. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the same time, their mother, Grace is over at the Lopez Fitzgerald house. Mm-hmm. Because remember, she stopped by to pick up that casserole dish that she had borrowed or Pilar had borrowed for right. the party. Yeah, she she went to pick up that casserole dish, and she's in the kitchen. Miguel and Charity come in through the front door, basically looking for her, and they stop in the living room, giving Grace just enough time to get the fuck out of there, right? So we miss her again. Yeah. Like, they don't go directly to the kitchen to find her. They Ugh. just, like, stand in the living room for a little bit and chit-chat, and then say, well, we're going to find Mrs. Bennett. But by the time they get to the kitchen... Mrs. Bennett is gone. Yep. She has boogied on out of there, gets back to her own house, sees her two daughters fighting, and breaks breaks it up. Yeah, she says, stop fighting. Life is too short, and people have real worries. And she, and they're like, like you, Mom? And she's like, no, like Miguel. He's, he's, he's heartbroken because Charity's gone and, and is moving away. I just can't believe that that is the problem that Grace chose to highlight. Like I know, people, have people have real, real concerns, problems. real problems, and that's the thing. This like little teenage love story that never never got off the ground. That's what you're going to bring up. People have real problems, and that it's Miguel. Yeah, people Mi- do have real problems, and Miguel's re- realist problem is not his love life, but his poverty. Yeah, like you know who's got real problems. Teresa. Teresa. Teresa's got real problems. I really missed her presence in this episode. Yeah. But Teresa's got real problems. There, yeah, there are some people with problems. And, uh... Miguel yeah. has a problem, but it's not like... It's minor. It's not one of the problems that you cite to your children to make them stop fighting his, and love each other. His father's been missing for years. Yeah, that's, that's a, a real, real problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Other, Grace doesn't know her family and can't remember th- anything from the first 20 years of her life. So that's a real problem. A real I just, there are real problems. In well, harmony. Why, why are we not talking about those problems? Why, why do you choose Charity and Miguel <sighs> as the problem to I cite? Don't I don't know. I don't know. But it was very funny to me. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Grace. His father's been missing for years. That's a real problem. It's fucking comedy gold. <laughs> I like... <laughs> I think that is 
the one of the funniest things <laughs> you have ever said. I cracked the fuck up. Like, especially every time I listen back to it, I just think that's so funny. Because it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Half his family's gone. Disappeared. <laughs> like, like, the real problems are poverty, racism, food insecurity. Yeah. You know, Not like, these two teenagers can't be The together. fact that his family has disappeared. They have no idea where they are, and no one seems to be searching for them. Yeah. They have some real problems, the least of which is Charity. Yeah. The girl he met four hours ago. Oh, hilarious. So that's all of the clips for today. That's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah, we did it. Blazing right through these. Oof. <laughs> so again, remember you can catch us on uh, our social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Passions Podcast, or you can send us an email at passionspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just listen to the podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. Absolutely. That would be great, too. A five-star rating and a nice uh, review really goes a long way on Apple. So thank you for everyone who's writing in. Uh, We super-duper appreciate it. Yep. We hope you enjoy these little bonus episodes. Yeah. (laughs) They're fun to make. They're fun. They are fun to make. I hope they're fun. I think they'll be fun to listen to. I listened to the first one. Um, this morning and mm-hmm. I really enjoy I enjoyed listening to okay. it but I don't know whatever yeah. it's just to fill some time so we can take a little break yeah 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 and like we said like we are fooling around with format things and trying out some new things and some of it is gonna stick you know we're good we're throwing things at the wall we're gonna see what sticks yep we have to we have to try new things to find out what works so yep. this is one of those things all right and here we go you are my passion for life. 